2: Russian forces bomb an art school being used as a shelter for hundreds of Ukrainians in the hard-hit city, southern city of Mariupol. A top Chinese official says sanctions imposed on Russia due to its war in Ukraine are outrageous. The official also says Russia was backed into a corner due to eastward expansion of NATO. Elon Musk's efforts at sending more Starlink systems to Ukraine is proving successful. It's the most downloaded internet service in the war torn country. A U.S. senator voicing outrage against the New York Times for only recently acknowledging the controversy over Hunter Biden's laptop. More signs the viral pandemic is waning. New stats released for New York find deaths and hospitalizations declining. Averages are at levels not seen since August of last year. Here's your top five at five. Ukrainian forces are accusing Russia of bombing an art shelter that was being used as a shelter for refugees in the city of Mariupol. Hundreds of refugees had taken shelter at the schools. The Mariupol City Council Sunday said Russia destroyed the art school where 400 residents had taken shelter the day before. The Associated Press reporting no casualties resulted from the bombing, though. Here's Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. The
0: blockade of Mariupol will go down in history of responsibility for war crimes.
1: To do this to a peaceful city, what the occupiers did to it is a terror that will be remembered for centuries to come.
2: The city of Mariupol in southern Ukraine has been repeatedly attacked by Russian forces for the past several weeks. Last week, Russian forces also bombarded a theater in Mariupol that was being used to shelter women and children. China is voicing concern over sanctions placed on Russia, blaming NATO for Russia's war on Ukraine. A senior Chinese government official said Saturday that sanctions imposed by Western nations on Russia over Ukraine are increasingly outrageous. Vice Foreign Minister Liu Cheng also acknowledged Moscow's point of view against the expansion of NATO eastward-backed Russia into a corner. China has expressed deep concern about the war, but has not condemned Russia or called Moscow's war in Ukraine an invasion. Here's China's ambassador to the United States, Gang on CBS.
0: Condemnation, you know, only doesn't help. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. We need courage and we need good diplomacy.
2: Beijing has also said that sanctions on Russia are not authorized by the UN Security Council. Russia claims its actions on Ukraine are a special operation. Moscow claims it seeks to destroy Ukraine's military capabilities and capture dangerous nationalists. Starlink allowing people to access the Internet. It's a satellite-based Internet service developed by elon musk it has become the most downloaded internet service in war-torn ukraine musk the ceo of spacex gave ukraine access to the satellite internet system starlink it's comprised of some 2,000 satellites designed to bring web access to underserved areas throughout the world starlink allows users to bypass internet outages ukraine has been hard hit by internet outages since russia invaded over three weeks ago The Starlink app has been downloaded almost 100,000 times in Ukraine. Global downloads have tripled in the past few weeks. Meanwhile, Musk has also challenged Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin to single combat with the stakes being Ukraine. Appearing on the Cats Roundtable with 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis, Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin says People should be outraged at The New York Times for only recently confirming the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop. Senator Johnson also demanded apologies from the 51 former U.S. intelligence experts who cast doubt on The New York Post's reporting on that device. It was obvious that the Hunter Biden laptop was genuine. but they never, they never should have tainted the process
0: with that letter, but they did. So are they going to apologize for it? I'm not holding my breath.
2: In October of 2020, the senator referred to the New York Post's exclusive reports on Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings and his connection to the Ukrainian energy firm Burisma. Well, Joe Biden was vice president. Johnson also says the FBI would not confirm the laptop as genuine. The laptop left at a Delaware computer repair shop by Hunter Biden details his relationships in Ukraine and China implicating his father. COVID-19 deaths and hospitalizations are down in New York State. New York Governor Kathy Hochul over the weekend said deaths from the viral pandemic fell to the single digits and hospitalizations hit the lowest level since August 3rd. Hochul reported that five New Yorkers died from the virus on Friday, including residents from Brooklyn and Manhattan. Here's Hochul in 2021 uh, talking about COVID rates in New York. None of us want a rerun of last year's horrors with COVID-19. Therefore, we will take proactive steps to prevent that from happening. As of Friday, 925 people were hospitalized. 2% of the nearly 137,000 COVID-19 tests done Friday with 2% were positive. The statewide seven-day positivity rate was 1.85% and New York City's positivity rate Friday 1.39%. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, Look for sunshine today, our high near 60. Overnight, we have just a 20% chance of showers. That happens after midnight. Increase in clouds overnight. The low is 44. Partly sunny skies tomorrow. The high is 59. Right now, 44 degrees. Mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news this Monday morning. Senate Republicans are feeling increasingly confident of winning back the U.S. Senate in this year's midterm elections. The GOP is planning several investigations if the Senator House flips heading into 2024, too. Senator Mike Braun spoke with the Hill and he points to two colleagues, Senators Rand Paul of Kentucky and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, who he said have some real interest in looking into stuff that has not been attended to. Johnson, if he wins his reelection bid in November, is poised to chair the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. And Paul's in line to become the chair of the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions or Help Committee if Republicans win the majority. One topic both say that they are eager to investigate is the handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Here's Paul on Fox News. We're going to get to the bottom
0: of this. Why? Six million people died around the world, and they've covered up whether this came from a lab. They completely dismissed it, and they kind of admitted in their emails why they dismissed it. They said it would be damaging to the reputation of the NIH, damaging to the reputation of Fauci and Collins, and damaging in the reputation to the Chinese
1: researchers.
2: Other top six topics, rather, of investigation include Afghanistan and the southern border crisis. The South Carolina Department of Correction says it is now ready to start carrying out executions by firing squad. In order to be able to carry out the executions, the state spent $53,600 in renovations to the Capitol Punishment Facility at Broad River Correctional Institution. That makes South Carolina the fourth state besides Mississippi, Oklahoma and Utah to allow execution by firing squad. The change in South Carolina comes less than a year after Republican Governor Henry McMaster signed a bill into law that made the electric chair the primary means of execution in the state. Death row inmates there could also choose to die by a firing squad or lethal injection. The law came as states faced trouble executing death row inmates because of difficulties obtaining lethal injection drugs. There are no executions currently scheduled in South Carolina. Dr. Anthony Fauci on Sunday appeared to backtrack on retiring anytime soon. The nation's top infectious disease control expert says he wants to wait for the U.S. to be really out of the COVID-19 viral pandemic. The 81-year-old alluded to potential retirement Saturday on ABC's Start Here podcast. However, on Sunday, in an interview on ABC's This Week, Dr. Fauci said the following.
1: I'm not so sure, George. I want to make sure we're really out of this before I really seriously consider doing anything different. We're still in this. We have a way to go. I think we're clearly going in the right direction. I hope we stay that way.
2: Fauci has served as director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. He's worked under six presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan. A top Ukrainian official has invited President Joe Biden to visit war-torn Ukraine, saying one should... Not be afraid if you are brave. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's chief diplomatic officer Eor Zavka made that statement. He has asked Biden to visit Ukraine in person when Biden travels to Brussels this week for an extraordinary NATO summit. Biden will travel to Belgium to attend a NATO summit this Thursday, along with participating in a European Council summit, according to the White House. Zavka has requested that Biden facilitate Ukraine's upcoming acquisition of U.S. weapons, which include fighter jets and missiles, and wants also a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Here's Zelensky in an address to U.S. Congress last week, pleading directly to Biden. I am addressing the President
1: Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine.
2: Biden has not publicly issued a decision on Zelensky's request. He warned last week that imposing the no-fly zone would be an act of war. A Turkish official thinks a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine may be near as long as the two sides don't change their current positions on critical issues. In an interview published on Sunday in one of Turkey's major newspapers, the foreign minister said that there was a convergence in the positions of both sides on important and critical issues between Ukraine and Russia. He also said that Turkey would be glad to host Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and Russian President Vladimir Putin for talks. Turkey had proposed such a meeting before Russia's attack on Ukraine started since Russia's attack on Ukraine began, Turkey has sought to be a mediator between the two sides, calling for peace. Turkey has traditionally been a friend of Ukraine while relying on Russian oil. 77 WABC time. Check 515. Let's head over to the sports desk with none other than Justin Alec. Morning, Justin.
0: Good morning, Deb. Hope the weekend was swell for you. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Let's catch up with some local action from yesterday as we, as we begin with the Knicks at the Garden hosting the Utah Jazz. The Knicks can keep Donovan Mitchell under wraps as he poured in a game-high 36 points to pretty much single-handedly bury New York by a score of 108-93. to R.J. Barrett would top out the Knicks side of the box score with 24 points to his ledger, but a lack of life from his supporting cast allowed the Jazz to pull away in due time. The Knicks will be back on the court tomorrow night when the Atlanta Hawks pay Manhattan a visit as for hardwood action tonight the jazz will stick around for their meeting with the nets in the barclays center That's set for 7:30 p.m eastern time to the ice we go uh, as we start with the losers with the islanders falling two to one yesterday to the flyers in philadelphia despite jumping out to an early one nothing lead that proved to be all the isles could muster up on the road as philly would ride two unanswered second period goals all the way to the win column the rangers had much better a luck on the road, uh, on in their road matchup, excuse me, with the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. Backup uh, Blue Shirts tender Alexander Georgiev showed his worth in Shester, uh, Shesterkin's stead with a season-high 44 saves and wrapped to his seventh career shutout. Old faithful Chris Kreider broke a scoreless tie late in the second frame and the Rangers would not look back. A look ahead for both squads sees the Islanders host the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night and the Rangers will face off in Newark against the Devils about a half an hour beforehand. Marching along briskly in this year's edition of March Madness as the NCAA a-A men's basketball tournament officially moves into the round of 16. That's set to begin this Thursday night when number one seed Gonzaga is set to tip it off with four seed Arkansas shortly after 7 p.m. Eastern time. This year's Cinderella in St. Peters will be in attendance for the Sweet 16 on Friday to hopefully keep their underdog story alive as the 15 seed. Uh, 15 seeds, excuse me, is set to take on the three seed in Purdue. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC.
2: Thanks, Justin. 77 WABC. Thanks, Joe. And you're for- Forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center: Sunshine today with our high near sixty. Overnight, a twenty percent chance of showers that happens pretty much after midnight. Increase in clouds. The low forty-four. Partly sunny skies tomorrow. The high fifty-nine. And right now, forty-four degrees. Mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Brett Morano has your business report.
1: I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after things wrapped up on a high note Friday. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial rose 274 points. The S&P 500 added 51 points. And the NASDAQ. ...gained 279 points. Shares of Facebook and Instagram parent Meta have plummeted more than 40% over the past six months... ...and some employees saddled with underwater stock options are eyeing the exits. Meta is facing a worker stampede as its stock price has fallen from an all-time high of more than $380 in September... ...to $216.49 on Friday... The slide started last fall as a damning series of leaks put massive political pressure on the company and kicked into overdrive as Meta started to feel the multi-billion dollar sting of privacy changes from Apple and Google that are pummeling its advertising business. Elon Musk's ties to China are causing unease in Washington, including among some Republican lawmakers who have been among the billionaire entrepreneur's prominent supporters. The concerns center on the potential for China to gain access to the classified information possessed by Musk's closely held space exploration including through SpaceX foreign suppliers that might have ties to Beijing. A former employee at Google sued the company on Friday, claiming it systematically discriminated against black workers by placing them in lower-level jobs, underpaying them, and denying them opportunities to advance. The lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California in San Jose is seeking class action status. The lawsuit echoes many of the complaints that black employees have expressed over the years about working at Google. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. Catch me at 6 a.m. as I join Bernard McGurk on The Bernie and Sid Show.
2: All right. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning, Dow down 116 points. At 34,517, S&P 500 down nine and a quarter. The Nasdaq is down 63 and a quarter points. Crude oil up this morning $4.57 a barrel at $109.27. Gold is down $2.80 an ounce at $1,926.60. $1, the WABC Early News. Oh, welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Well, the man who allegedly stabbed two workers at the Museum of Modern Art MoMA uh, and set fire allegedly to his Philadelphia hotel room reportedly mailed a dead rat to his ex-boss after he was fired. Sixty-year-old Gary Cabana fired from his job as an usher. He had worked at Manhattan's Niederlander Theater. Labor Relations Executive Anthony LaTorella says a dead rodent was sent in the mail. The New York Post reported that a photo of that package shows a shoebox containing a large dead rat inside with the message, La Torella is a rat, written on the lid. Cabana arrested last week after allegedly stabbing two 24-year-old Museum of Modern Art employees a day after having his membership revoked. Here's Cabana during his arrest. Best
0: cops in the United States right here, buddy. I'd like to stab everybody. Yeah.
2: Man, read my Instagram.
0: They just
2: made the United States safe on the public enemy number one. <laughs> Cabana was arrested last week at a Greyhound bus terminal in Philadelphia after allegedly setting fire to a downtown hotel room. Military aid for Ukraine stolen in Manhattan. 400 bulletproof vests in part donated by the Suffolk County Sheriff's Department stolen last Tuesday. Surveillance video shows... Thieves stealing bulletproof vests meant for Ukraine from a building at 203 2nd Avenue down in the East Village. The building houses the Ukrainian Congress Committee of America and the Ukrainian National Women's League of America. Here's UCCA spokesperson Andre Doboransky on NBC New York.
0: People right now, especially in our community, they're either in church all the time praying. Uh, everybody is feeling disenfranchised. They have no power, right? And then this happens and that absolutely
2: affects people. According to video, which was obtained by the New York Post, two vans, one white and one black, pulled up. Men with masks and hoodies are seen stealing boxes containing the vest. Another van pulled up about an hour later, trying to ferry away even more boxes. The vest had been stored in a building hallway there, the NYPD investigating. No bail for a repeat offender offered, who allegedly attacked young children twice. The suspect, Christopher Elder, arrested after... A three-year-old Queens girl was injured after he allegedly kicked her wagon. And months earlier, Elder allegedly assaulted a nine-year-old girl. Elder was charged with only misdemeanors and in similar unprovoked attacks on three people back in December as well. A mother of one of the attack, those attacked described the ordeal to NBC New York. I saw him aiming towards my daughter. So I grabbed her and put it towards my chest for shelter. And that's when he just began to hit us. Police say the 31-year-old has been arrested a total of eight times. A relative says Elder has a history of psychiatric problems. In Elder's case, the DA's office asked for only supervised release. New York's 2019 bail reform law eliminated cash bail for most misdemeanors. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul is proposing now a series of modifications that would give judges more discretion to set bail. In a story that we first reported on early Friday, the 33-year-old man who was shot multiple times at 50th Street and 3rd Avenue in Manhattan is French-born cryptocurrency expert Pierre Jamou. He flaunted his timepieces on social media. Police say a man demanded his six-figure Richard Milley watch as he and his companions exited an Uber. Law enforcement sources say that he was shot before he could even react to the thief. Sources say Jimu was taken to Bellevue Hospital, where he had multiple entry and exit wounds to both legs. Jimu lives in Hong Kong. He is a founder of an online banking platform called Hi. It says it's a next-gen crypto exchange and mobile banking app for savings, investments, and payments. The suspect who shot Jimu remains at large as of this morning. Police say that a hit-and-run driver doing donuts on a Manhattan street was captured on video slamming into a bystander who appeared to be trying to film the reckless act over the weekend. According to police, the victim is a 23-year-old man who was struck by the red Infiniti sedan just after midnight on Saturday near Van Damme Street and Greenwich Street in Hudson Square. Police say the victim was critically hurt, suffering a fractured skull, brain injury and severe trauma to his body. Cops say the driver fled the scene in his vehicle eastbound on Van Damme Street and was still being sought as of early this morning, the victim taken to Bellevue Hospital for treatment. And you can take a look at that video and that vehicle on our website, wabcradio.com. Days before it is set to open to the public, a new opera centered on slain civil rights movement figure Emmett Till has caused a major uproar at a New York City college. Emmett Till, a new American opera, is drawing ire from thousands who took to Change.org to call for its cancellation. The production is actually scheduled to perform at John Jay College's Gerald W. Lynch Theater this Wednesday and Thursday. But not if Maya Bishop has her way. The John Jay College student launched the public protest to have the plug pulled on the opera. Bishop says playwright Claire Koss is using this play to make the racially motivated brutal torture and murder of a 14-year-old child about her white self and her white feelings. The heinous murder of Till helped spur the civil rights movement during the 1960s. A fed-up Queen's landlord posted two giant banners calling out his allegedly deadbeat tenants for owing him $17,000 in back rent. Landlords Calvin and Jean Thompson posted the banners, which can be seen from the Belt Parkway in hopes of shaming his tenants into paying up. It also featured a TikTok video that got more than 14,000 likes. The Thompsons began the process of trying to evict their tenants and their daughter in Queens Housing Court last month. But there's a historic backlog of eviction cases in New York City courts due to the eviction protections during the viral pandemic. They've since been lifted. Now, according to the Thompsons' son, Calvin Jr., all these problems began back in July when the Thompsons raised the rent on their tenants' three-bedroom rental from 1800 bucks a month to 1900 bucks a month, it marked the first rent hike in nine years. I'm looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, nice day, high near 60. Overnight, we do have a 20% chance of showers after midnight. Increase in clouds overnight, the lows 44. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies, the highs 59. Right now, 44 degrees, mostly clear skies. Pope Francis Saturday issued a new constitution nearly a decade in the making. It governs the bureaucracy that runs the Roman Catholic Church. The constitution running 54 pages newly stipulates that baptized lay Catholics, including women, can lead departments traditionally headed by cardinals. It increases institutional efforts to protect minors by incorporating the Pope's Clergy Abuse Commission into the church's government. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day today. Sunshine or high near 60. Overnight, we have a 20% chance of showers pretty much at increase in clouds, below low 44. Clearing by tomorrow morning, turning partly sunny with a high near 59. And right now we have a reading still holding steady at 44 degrees under mostly clear skies here in Manhattan. Well, we're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program, and uh, sans Sid this week, and Frank Murano is a special guest this morning, right, Frank?
1: That's With, right, at uh, least for an hour, and it, then uh, the great John Katsimatidis from 7 to 10.
2: Oh, wow, wow, what a great, great lineup, and uh, Rich Lowry uh, also at 7.40 during the Bernie and Sid in the morning program, the best show Morning show here in New York and 840, former mayor and 77 WABC host Rudy Giuliani. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, don't miss at 940, Monday through Friday, the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie Contest. You can take part in that. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, 825. You don't want to miss Lydia Reports and bottom of the hour each hour, the 77 WABC clip of the day. Stay tuned.